to the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. I'm Andy Hughes. I'm here with Alex Hudson. It's in the singing of a street corner choir. It's going home and getting warm by the fire. It's true wherever you find love, you find our podcast. Welcome. Great. Thank you. Great work. Strong work, everyone. Everyone's going to be talking about that by the water coolers at work. I imagine they will. Do they have water coolers at work still? we got a water machine. Because I... In my place of work, there are just taps. <laughs> and tap moment doesn't sound as fun. Yeah, it's like, oh, the uh, the tap conversation tomorrow is going to be all about what happened on Game of Thrones last night. That's not a the thing is, that's not a sentence. Like, I've never had I've never had a water cooler moment where I've been stood by a by a what? water cooler and had a conversation. I've I've had a desk moment where I've just gone. I'm not going to work for five minutes. I'm just going to chat about. I've only ever worked in one place with a water cooler. And everyone just milled around it. Yeah. <laughs> mainly because it was... It was a water cooling company. <laughs> well, mainly because it was... And the... a lot of it was like, this is the new model, the water cooler XZ. Well, the, the idiotic thing was that they placed the water cooler, which they know is the hub of all activity in any office. Mm-hmm. And I say office, it was a shop. <laughs> um but it was the back it was the back room, it was one of the stock rooms. And I was in charge of the stock rooms and I got annoyed because they placed it at the door. So in order to get to the shop floor, you have to go past the water cooler. So if people genuinely are having water cooler conversations I was really You can't get by. You're gonna go down the route of it was when I worked in a shop and it was the green grocers that you used to work in and it was right in the middle of the green no, grocers and nobody was ever under till selling apples and bananas. But they were just in the middle talking about You've been well, in the green grocers that I used to work in. When it was the green grocers, what would have been the big TV show of the moment? Lost. Lost. Yeah, everyone's talking. Lost would have been. Everyone's it. talking about Lost. They're like, "There's a bloody polar bear." Excuse me, sir. I want to find this pomegranate. Shut up. I'm talking about a smoke monster. Uh, well, you got both those references right because they were both season one events, <laughs> and it was 2005 that I started working there. Anyway, that you've been to that place. There wasn't even a tap there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that place should legally not have been able to be open. The Green Bros was paying you minimum wage of £2 a day. Yeah, but also employing me at the age of 15, which I'm pretty sure is not kosher. Uh, the, the staff room consisted of a room above the Green Grocers where most of the floorboards were sunken into the roof of the below floor. That's right, the roof of the below floor. Um... And there was a bucket in the corner that caught a leak from a non-existent pipe. <laughs> so that's just the way the world works sometimes. Welcome to Sunday's episode of News and Reviews. Where we talk news and reviews and the greengrocers Alex used to work at. Yes, correct. Support your local greengrocers. <laughs> How have you been? I'm alright. Yeah. yeah, busy. Busy yeah. not seeing films though. Busy working. Boo. Uh, Boo to you. So we've got reviews of two films this week. Well, reviews. <laughs> one, one of which is just going to be us going, hey, you know that 25-year-old film? It's still great. <laughs> and the other one is going to be you going, you know that 25-year-old film where they made a sequel? <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk news first? Let's though? talk news. Okay, Andy. First bit of news. <laughs> well, well, well. It wouldn't be news unless we mentioned Quentin Tarantino. Uh, for the second week in a row. So last week we reported that his um, 1969-inspired, Manson family-inspired 
absolute shite fest that could be, uh, has got a release date in 2019. Uh, additionally to this, he has announced that, well, it's being rumoured yeah. that he's going to be directing a new Star Trek film as an additional one to his ten films that he's going to direct <laughs> before he retires. Um do you think he'll just keep doing this and just keep delaying that tenth one? I think so. Like, oh yeah, this, I mean, is, this is another additional. I'm still. This is every goddamn time. It's <laughs> too many. Like, like we waited. We waited so long today. It is almost too perfect that it, there must be something at play here for that ice cream man and his slayer shot. Is our house up. bugged? <laughs> Anyway, so Quentin Tarantino basically had an interview a few months ago where someone said to him, hey, would you rather direct uh, a Star Trek or a Star Wars movie? And he said, Star Trek, because I don't find the Star Wars films that interesting. He then said it would be a good idea for him because he quite likes it. Um, And then it turns out that he actually pitched something to Paramount and J.J. Abrams, and J.J. Abrams liked it so much that he wants him to direct the next Star Trek movie. But and it's, it's going to be R-rated. R-rated. Yeah. R-rated. And so that kind of alienates part of that audience. Yeah, and I'm not sure what racial slurs you can use in space. Oh no, the thing is he can create new ones. That's why he's so excited. Perfect. <laughs> but he'll still get Samuel L. Jackson to use them. Oh yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't... I can't see it. I just can't see a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek. And I wouldn't want to see it. That, is the, is the long and the short of it. I wouldn't want to see this film. You know what, honestly, that Star Trek universe to me is quite wholesome. Yes. Like, it's quite all about exploration. And yeah. And it's all about finding new things and, you know, like I said, exploration. And that's not Tarantino. Well, you know, like we've always said, the, the great stuff about Star Trek has always been the philosophy behind it rather than the, the war stuff. Um, and, of course, the philosophy behind Quentin Tarantino movies is usually the question of... How long can I make a film? <laughs> that's the great philosophical question that's troubled his mind for the last 15 years. Anyway, I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't want to see it. It just seems weird. I'm hoping that all of this actually peters out and he just goes, you know what, I'm just going to do my next one and then the the 10th one, whatever that happens to be. I just, Star Wars, strangely. Fuck it. Why not? Tank the series. Do it. Do it. See if I care. <laughs> Um, so that's something that has come to light this week. We, we're still in the dark a little bit on that one, but apparently it's going ahead. Mm -hmm. Hey Andy, did you know, Alex, did you know there is a trailer that came out this week that you like a lot? Attila Battle Angel. I didn't like that trailer. Okay. So, um, the trailer for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yes. It was released this week. Yeah, it was. Uh, and also 12,000 pre-trailer trailers. Yeah. I didn't watch any of the pre-trained shows because I was like, I just want to see the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, mm. <laughs> on Twitter, it was like, Universal Pacific Gallery said, oh, if you retweet this, tra- this trailer clip, then we'll tell you as soon as the trailer's announced. So I woke up um, on Friday morning with a tweet from Universal Studios saying, the trailer is live. Oh, God. So I got to see it as soon as it came out. Jesus. Uh, well, as soon as I woke up, yeah, it was, I was already say. out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do you think? Okay, so <laughs> I spoke to you briefly about this last night. Yeah. But I have come to the realisation that the Jurassic Park series is the series of films I give far too much slack to. Yeah. Like, I let it get away with a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I'm still in that mindset. Because I know Jurassic World wasn't great. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard from a lot of people that it's not great. <laughs> As if you haven't seen the film yourself. I've heard from a lot of people it's not great. I've seen it. You've seen it and you loved it, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, I I know what makes that film not good. I know what makes it... I'm not going to say bad because I don't think it's bad. Um, But I know what makes it, you know, not appealing to a lot of people. I also know from watching this trailer why people think it's a bad trailer. Yes. But I still loved it. I still still really enjoyed it. I still thought it, it looks great. Like... I'm interested. I think a lot of people are saying this shows too much. Mm. A lot of people are thinking it shows the whole thing, but I actually don't think it does. I think it only shows the beginning. I think the, yeah. the whole. I mean, it doesn't show of, the bit where they're going to get them back to San Diego. Well, I genuinely think that's kind of what's going to happen. I think it's going to go down that Lost World route where the dinosaurs are back in the real world. Mm. Because I think the whole let's save the dinosaurs, get them off the island, is going to be the start. But from lots of things, there's a second troop there who are collecting them. Yeah. Um and I think that's all gonna to be to do with um is it Engine who were uh, Yeah who were uh, controlled now by Vincent D'Onofrio mm-hmm. or whatever, whoever he worked for, um they I think they're gonna infiltrate the island themselves at the same time, start de- taking stuff. Um so yeah, I don't think it gives all that much away. Like, it gives a fair bit away, but it does I don't think it gives a lot away in terms of where this story will go. Um but yeah, I had a lot of fun, and I know you won't. No. I know you really hated uh, it. I'm not I... a fan of the trailer, which is a shame, because I'm a fan of the director. Because it's J.A. Bayona, who of course did uh, A Monster Calls at the beginning of the yes. year, uh, which we both really loved. Um, yeah, I look, I'm not excited about this film, but I wasn't excited about Jurassic World no. either. And for me, for me, nothing will ever tarnish the memory of Jurassic Park. No. Um but I just would not want them to start trying to tarnish <laughs> yeah. that memory. Uh, I'm concerned that Jeff Goldblum is not being allowed to go full Goldblum in this, and Thor Ragnarok reminds us. Couple of times a year. Yeah, but like Thor Ragnarok remind uh, Thor, Thor Ragnaros. Oh my God, Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnaros, the Friends sequel. <laughs> Very good. Thor Ragnarok reminded us this year that if you allow Goldblum to go full Goldblum, then you get. Like yeah. you know, a, a really nice performance from that. I don't think you could have that full Goldblum. I no, no, because in Jurassic Park he is full Goldblum. <laughs> if he's if he's playing the same character, if we're saying that time has not ravaged his wa- character's spirit, I just want to at some point to do the Jurassic Park laugh. Nobody's like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll see. We'll see is basically like, how it sounds. The thing is, I heard people... You'll like, see it opening day. Yeah, I'll, I'll see it because I... I I'll, I'll end up seeing it, um, probably for the podcast. I don't think I want to see it necessarily, but I know I will. Well, actually. the thing is, I heard people, like, I had the comment of, why are they even making this? Like, why do they keep... And I was like, the last one broke a billion. Yeah. If your film breaks a billion dollars, then you're going to make a sequel. That's kind of the rule of cinema. My question will be, will this one break a billion? I don't know, because I don't think it has that nostalgia attached to it that the first one did. No. The same reason why I don't think The Last Jedi will do as well as The Force Awakens. Because there was a gap between the last Star Wars movie and The Force Awakens, and then Jurassic Park 3 and um, the, uh, Jurassic World. Yeah. That gap kind of allowed a further to build, and people yeah. were like, I can't wait to get back into this. So you go, and then there's all the nostalgia. Jedi's going to break a billion, things. though. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I don't think it'll get near where The Force Awakens got to. Yeah. I don't think the hype is as big for this one. 
And I think the same will happen here, that that nostalgia isn't there. Mm. You know, that kind of yearn to go back into this universe because it's only been two years since the last one. Yeah. And I think that's where it will, where it will probably lose ground and I don't think it will break a billion. I don't think it'll really get close to it. Mm. Um, because I think basically the last box office was carried purely on nostalgia. Yeah. Um, and I'm still surprised that that film did do as well as it did. Um, Jurassic World. Because Same. there's people like me who, yes, I really like it, but I only really went, I saw it once in the cinema. Um, but I've seen it a lot since. I saw it nuts in the cinema. <laughs> nuts, 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 nuts. Got to be so, careful about that. It's like you're chanting something else. <laughs> and that's when we get into talking about Hollywood is full of baddies again. Oh, God. Uh, yes, more baddies. We won't discuss it, but, you know. But we're, just know there are more baddies. We're, we're aware that baddies are springing out from every crevice and need to go into their baddie hole. But no, basically. Baddie hole is prison. <laughs> just for those of you who thought it was another euphemism. But yeah, basically, I'm I'm happy with it. Like, Good. I think there's enough in there to keep me interested. Um, and like I said, I, I my hope is that they haven't shown everything. I could be proven to be wrong. I hope so. Because I would like it to be more than just a volcano. Mm. I don't want to see Pompeii starring Kit Harrington <laughs> also starring a dinosaur. That's not what I'm after. Anyway, look. But it's an interesting thing they've gone, oh, we're just going to do the... Uh, kind of end of days for the dinosaurs again. But this time we actually have an effect. And I suppose there's that interesting conversation of should we save creatures that we created in the first place mm. when these creatures can be incredibly dangerous to man? We have proven time and time again that it is dangerous to have man alongside these creatures. Should we save them or should we use this as a clean slate protocol sort of thing to kind of go, we were wrong to play God, let's stop. Um, and I suppose there's an interesting conversation to have you had there whether it's had, and I suppose that's the conversation that a lot of these Jurassic Park films have. It's exactly the conversation the... that I'm having at the moment about Porgs. Can we trust them? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know whether it'll have that conversation, but let's hope it does. Yeah, right. What you are? What you are? What you are? What else? What okay. else got well, me? of course, the final bit of news, and it's always going to be... The final bit? I thought there was another bit, but I don't know. Well, it's two in one. Oh, okay, then. Let's go. It's Let's the two go. in one Let's of go. Matt Reeves is looking to recast uh, <laughs> Ben Affleck as Batman in The Batman. Of what course. a surprise. It... As, as if this was news. This is olds and reviews this week. Um, <laughs> and then the second, the addendum to that is John Hamm is rumoured to be interested in that role. I like John Hamm. I like John Hamm for this part a lot. I think I really if like we can idea. get John Hamm as Batman and Jake's as jokes... Hashtag Jake for jokes. Mm-hmm. All over that. Jake Gyllenhaal as Joker to John Hamm as Batman. I think John Hamm is John... an incredibly good Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and I think this year with Baby Driver, um, we we saw that he's able to, um, you know, I, I think he's he's cemented himself in terms of, um, you know, he's, he's had huge success on TV and is making that yeah. step between the two and has had a number of different roles now where... He's established himself, but I think Baby Driver is a really good example of him really owning that role. He, he shows he can go a bit dark as well. Like, yeah, he's got some depth to him there, and definite shade, and that's what really kind of makes me interested. Because number one, he's played a philandering playboy before, Madman. Number two, he's played an action star now in Baby Driver. 
Number three, put those together. What have you got? Bruce Wayne Batman. Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, and I would like to see him keep the uh, baby driver stubble. Is what I would say. I don't want him clean shaven. I don't want him as Don Draper. I want him as uh, like a, an in-betweener. Isn't he Buddy or something like that? Buddy. Yeah, Buddy. Yeah, Buddy. Um, I want that. Are you surprised, though, that... No, 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 no. I'm not surprised because I remember the first podcast of this year, this calendar year that we did, was, hey, the Live By Night's pretty rubbish. (laughs) Do you think that Ben Affleck's going to be in Batman anymore? Nope. And here we are a year later. Nope. (laughs) With about about 48 weeks in between every week. Every week discussing I think Ben Affleck might be out. Oh, Ben Affleck might be in. And then we watched the film and went, no, Ben Affleck checked out before Justice League. Yeah, and I, when I was reading the articles about this, I was, it was saying, oh, it's interesting because Ben Affleck has won plaudits in both Justice League and uh, Batman vs. I was like, in Justice League he won plaudits for that performance? Really? Nice. From Woodworking Monthly? The thing is, I saw... Good I... joke, good joke. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. Well done. Congratulations. I don't even think you I listened saw to a, it. Uh, he said woodworking monthly or something. Or something. Because he was a wooden performance. I yes, heard. correct. I no, but um, now you made me forget. Oh, yeah, I saw an article that basically was like, if this is the case, make this film, Bat- the Batman, outside of the DCEU. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. But, we, but now we've just had it, confer- we've had it reconfirmed that it will be part of the DCEU. However, as an addendum to the addendum, Ben Affleck might come back for Flashpoint. Bear in mind... He's such a mess. Why bear in mind, the Batman is due to come out before Flashpoint. Why is this all such so a they'll mess? They'll recast, hopefully John Hamm, and then they'll recast again, back to Ben Affleck. Just be good. Why can't you just be good? They're incapable of it's, making a good film. It makes me so angry. Just, but hey, It's not that hard. Wonder Woman 2 is going to be really good, though. Oh dear! Oh, I know what the other bit of news was. Oh, okay. Disney and Fox are back in talks, and it might happen by the end of next week. We'll see about that. If I know legal battles, <laughs> that won't be. Well, the case. apparently Fox have basically said they've had an offer from Comcast. Yes. Um, and then Disney went back in, and Fox are more willing to sell to Disney. Mm. And by the sounds of things, it's mainly because then they can get a member of their board on the Disney board. Yeah. Uh, more than anything else. Well, the um, the headline seemed to be that Disney were aggressively pursuing Fox properties, and you're like, yeah, because Disney don't do anything unaggressively. It's always. But remember, we all love our Disney overlords. So yes, we all love the Disney overlords. We can't wait to become the official podcast of Disney. <laughs> Fucking Mickey Mouse cast. We'll have, to, have they got a dinosaur in their in their repertoire? No, they don't. No, us. Yeah, we're gonna have to rebrand. Um, no, no, the dinosaur firm and Toy Story. Oh yeah, Rex. Rex. So we're gonna be retitled Rex. <laughs> the Rex. Just, just so we've got a line of merchandise the Rex already. Man, no, just Rex as Rex the dinosaur has done a podcast. We both have to speak in the Rex voice. I can't remember. <laughs> I was about to do the Mr. Potato Head, the Don Rickles voice. Um, but it's like a... Um, oh, hang on. Is uh Oh, no. John Ratzenberger plays the uh, piggy, bank, uh, uh, piggy bank. Oh, yes. 
Piggyback. Not Svinky Dog. Piggyback. What is going on with my mouth today? Anyway, Disney, we love you, and we know that you love all your children equally. Well, now that Walt's dead, yes, you do. Remember, we remember we were always on your side, Disney. Yes. (laughs) At no point have we ever said this is a bad idea. No. We never said this might cause monopoly in the industry. No, we think we think that uh, sort of a unilateral singular production company would be great. Competition for is for the weak. Com- That's what we've always said. You know what competition does? It filters out the weak from the strong, and the strong is Disney, and the weak is every other fucker. And we've always Disney, said Disney, Disney, Disney. Doesn't sound like another how, word, so we're okay to chant that one. How many people do you think already believe we're paid off by Disney? None. They heard our review of uh, Star Wars uh, <laughs> episode true, 7. True. Anyway, reviews, 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 reviews. Have we got some reviews? That was the other thing that you've seen this week. You watched, you caught up with Ingrid Goes West. I did watch Ingrid Goes West. And yes. what did you think? Just a brief um, review. I, re- we've already reviewed I it. really enjoyed it. I think that everything you said in your view, is correct. I think... um, Well, thank you. Aubrey Plaza's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, The ending is very interesting, and I haven't even... I just remember, I haven't even spoke to you about the film yet. Um, So I'll speak to you separately about that, because I don't want to spoil it. Yes. Um, But I think the ending offers up a very interesting insight into that character and the scenario surrounding it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... What's Ice Cube's son called again? O'Shea Jackson Jr. Is fantastic. <laughs> like he he really yeah. brightens up that film. Um, but yeah, like it's a very interesting kind of inquest into how social media can affect certain people. And you're right, it, it's it's really well made, um, and it was it was a really enjoyable watch. Yeah, um, in the sense that I felt I got a lot out of it. How soon did you check our listening figures after watching it? <laughs> Not at all. You egotistical bastard! I threw my phone out the window. I gave it to a kid. There you go. Take my phone. And he said, "Gee, Mister, for me, is it Christmas already? Well, it kind of is Christmas, Andy." And I went. Tell you what, take this two pound coin. He's like, "Oh, why, sir?" I go, go to the butchers and get me the biggest, the biggest cowhide, the prize cowhide in the window to replace your phone. He's like, the one four times the size of me. I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's gonna be more than two quid. I was like, get out there, kid. It's Christmas. Uh, So we watched the Muppet (laughs) Christmas Carol. Which got re-released uh, for, I believe, only one day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, on Monday this week. What a great film it still is. <laughs> I, I loved it. This is, the thing is right. A Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, sorry, the Muppet Christmas Carol. The Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yes. Yes, because it's a Christmas Carol. It's the, the Muppet Muppets Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Anyway, is the film that I've watched more than any other in my life? <laughs> Definitely, without doubt, I've watched it. I must have watched it at least fifty times. And every time, still love it even more like, and more. Seeing it in the cinema was really lovely. We were sat behind some weirdos. Oh my, those people if, we were sat behind were the worst. Now, I believe we mentioned this on our Baby Driver review, uh, but we referred to them then as the Potato Salad <laughs> Patrol because they brought along tubs of potato salad to a film, which, is, made a, potato salad as which well? is A, inappropriate, B, in Tupperware, which is allowed to open because you've got the clickers on it. Uh, and C, quite smelly, because yeah. it smells like potato salad. 
this time, no potato salad, but they did bring a feast along oh, with yeah. them because they had 15 Maltese, different... Maltese is a mango drink. Yes, because she was Maltesing the rest of them. And oh, God, the Mr. Uh, Bean impressions. Oh, God, everything was wrong with the world. So, so you might think the main takeaway was that we were sat behind some absolute tools. Which Who, is the main takeaway. You had never seen the film. They'd never see, this is the thing because the credits start coming up at the beginning and it says with Michael Caine as Scrooge they go oh it's like have you never seen this film or uh, heard of it I'm not going to slight them for not seeing it because good it's on like them the for, only human in it good on them for actually going out their way to make it but why do they have to sit in front of us no not good on them these people don't deserve to go to the cinema <laughs> if they're going to bring potato salad along to shows I mean look okay fine this time they didn't bring potato salad so we were grateful for that and their food was relatively smell free this time however they had like party sized bottles of coke they were opening up fireworks and uh, you know one of them wheeled in their own subway pretty counter. sure they had, they had fortune cookies and they were crunching their way through those for the show I love this film so many, but so I many hate of, people so, many so much of rice the thing is I'm watching this film and I'm going it's a great message however I am becoming Scrooge as the film goes on because I don't hate Christmas I just hate people let's talk about the film let's talk about the film it's um, still great it's like, still it magical is. The, the songs are as good as ever and this is the thing you know for me it is the ultimate Christmas movie and just I every time I watch it I just get filled with that sense of being about six well, years old is, again Let's put it out there. Right. From listening to the podcast, if you've listened to previous episodes, you get a good idea of the type of person that Alex is. Yes. I saw you singing along. Yeah. And almost dancing in your seat with giddy pride. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely the correct and it, one. And it, it was amazing to see you kind of regress to this form where you had no inhibitions. This film is the film that allows me to do that. There are other films from my childhood that I like a lot. There are none that actually make me sing along with them in mm-hmm. the way that this does. You know, I could watch Aladdin and not necessarily sing along to the songs. I could watch Beauty and the Beast and not sing along to the songs. This film, it's impossible not to sing along I've to. I've had the song like stuck Christmas. in my head since we've seen it as well. Right? Yeah, that and Ariana Grande's Side to Side, <laughs> which is absolutely correct, <laughs> but also at odds with the message of this film. <laughs> I don't know why that was in my head. Google meaning Ariana Grande side to side if you want to know what that song is all about. You'll find Alex's blog. You'll find my dissertation. Uh, no, but it's still great. The one thing, the one thing we said about this previously, and the one thing that definitely still holds up is the reason this film works is because Michael Caine plays it like it's Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, he's he so is serious. so serious, and everything that goes off around him, nothing is. Gonna he's take not him mugging out to the camera, and it's. There's no, there's not even any fourth wall breaks in it no, not, from him. Not from him. And, and you just go, well, that's exactly what you need from that Scrooge mm. character. You need someone who's so fully engrossed like in that just part. Just playing it as though it's the most serious, like it is a Christmas carol. Yeah. And the Muppets are not there. Yeah. Um, we also do remember as well that Michael Caine cannot sing. Oh, God, it's so awful. <laughs> that, that's amazingly bad. And yeah. I love it. And it, it makes it even better for me. But look. If you're looking for a good time this Christmas, I mean, if if there's anyone listening to this podcast who's never seen this before, I will be amazed. Or they are members of the Potato Salad Patrol who have now seen it for the first time. Uh, but if they haven't seen it before, you know, go out it's and buy it on classic. DVD and yeah. just watch it this Christmas with your whole family. If you, yeah, if because it's, it's one that well. transcends generations. Yeah, if you've got kids, definitely show it because I think it's one of those that never loses its magic. No. 
Like, I saw it when I was very young, but I knew my parents had seen it before then. Yeah. Um, before I even saw it. Then my nephew's seen it now, and I think it's always got that same effect. It's one that it's it's inoffensive. Yeah. And it's it's just a really good value watch. Yeah. And yeah, it's absolutely... like. For example, my favourite Christmas movie is Die Hard. Yeah. You can't show that to a child. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think it has the... Um... It has that thing that very few films have, which is a universal appeal, and I think um, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a more sort of crowd timeless comedy film. as well. Especially, yeah, because the, I think because of the setting as well, where it is, it, it allows mm. it to be as much. So, in conclusion, on that one, if you haven't seen Muppets Christmas Carol, what have you been doing with your life? And <laughs> go and watch it now. Buy it on DVD for your whole family. <laughs> Andy. You have a preview of a upcoming film as well. Yeah, it comes out this weekend. Okay. Um, I went and saw... Does it? Yeah, I believe so. I thought it was next Friday. I believe it's this weekend to kind of avoid going head-to-head with Star Wars. Oh, um, smart. But it was like a day-early preview I saw. Um, basically, another classic from my... Oh, it's opening Saturday. It's opening today, I think. Yeah. Uh, sorry, we're recording this on Saturday. It's being released on Sunday. I think it's being released today, so it gets that extra long opening week. Yeah. Yes. So it's a it's a film based on another film from my childhood that we've spoke about extensively before that yes, we both yes. really enjoy, which <laughs> is Jumanji. Yes. Um and so this film I watched yesterday was Jumanji Two Manji. Okay. Otherwise known as Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Uh sequel to two of your favourite films of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still love Welcome to the Jungle, it's a great film. I don't think it is, but I will take <laughs> your word That's for it. That's a lot it. of fun. Um, but the the other link is it's a film that stars Dwayne Johnson. Mm. Um, so this this is basically what they've tried to do. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant to Muppet Christmas Carol, and I was like, who did he play? No, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, that or, like, yeah, yeah I guess that now. The rundown um, starred Dwayne Johnson as. Oh, was it also called something else? Yeah, it's called the Rundown as well. Okay. I'm not sure why. Anyway, so so yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillan, and Jack, Jack Black. Um, they're your four main people. Basically, what they tried to do is create a Jumanji for the console age. Um, for the Pokemon Go generation. The Jumanji board game has turned itself into a console game, mm-hmm. and four kids play it, choose their characters, and are sucked into the world of Jumanji. There should be instructions, there should, is all I'm saying. There should be. Um, and then, yeah, they all get their avatars based on the character yes. you've just said. Um, and you've got like Ruby Roundhouse, who is um, this kind of ass-kicking woman um you've got moose who's kevin hart's character who's basically just a bad carrier um and i'll be honest i gave this film a lot of shit i think think we both did we've we've divided this a lot (laughs) i'm not gonna claim that i'm innocent so i've not been looking forward to this film at all yeah and i'm happy to say i was completely wrong about it right genuinely wrong it's a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's right, there is nothing new here. There is nothing um, that's going to change. Yeah, there's nothing gonna, that's going to change the world of cinema. But it is what it is. It is just a fun romp yeah. in this universe. And it is made by the chemistry between those four characters. Because it's basically these actors that you know playing kids in their bodies. Yeah. So kid avatars in these bodies, 
it leads to a lot of comedy and genuinely Jack Black is incredibly funny in this mm-hmm. like really funny but um, Jack Black's had a couple of good successes in a row then because we really we we were really surprised by Goosebumps yes. last year because again we we gave that a bit of shit before it came out because we thought it looked a bit mm-hmm. crap but it was really fun and it was good entertainment and it was pretty inoffensive and he was funny in it and that's the same thing goes for this like i think it, none of the comedy's really offensive there's a couple of references for Maybe for, the for the adults, yeah. Um, but really, like one of them is a really funny moment as well. Like, mm-hmm. I re- like the audience I was in was kind of like the perfect audience for it. Mm-hmm. It was fairly full, and I think this works with a full audience. But they were getting carried away with these jokes. What I really liked is because they've turned around and gone. It's almost like Jumanji is a game that goes. I want somebody to play me. Yeah, and it and it evolved over time. Mm. It becomes this computer game, and it has these kind of game references and stuff. Um, okay. And it explains them. It does that thing like, I um, know how it used to be in case when EMP was used in films. They had to explain what EMP was yeah. every single time. Yeah. It's a bit like that. Like, they go, like there oh, are a number of James Bond films that make reference yeah. to it, but every time they have to re-explain it. And now we've got to a point where they don't have to. Yeah. Um, because gaming, not everyone does it. Um, they'll be like, oh, this was an NPC. And they'll go, what's an NPC? Oh, it's a non-playable character. And Reese Darby plays an plays one of these characters who's basically programming the game to kind of give you instructions. And yeah. they do like flashbacks. They're like, oh, this is a cutscene. You get these in games. And those references really worked for me because I was like, oh, this is great. But it also seemed to work for the audience. Yeah. Um, Kevin Hart, who I don't normally like, yeah. is really good. And his chemistry with... Um, I want to keep calling him The Rock, but he yeah, goes by Dwayne Johnson. Yes. Um, but his chemistry with Dwayne Johnson... Really works, and I think that's helped by them being in a couple of things together, and obviously yeah. getting on well. Yeah. Um, and also, it does a really nice thing where it does the thing where so Karen Gillan's character of Ruby Roundhouse is basically the hot chick in the game. Yeah, sure. Where they're wearing half an outfit, and it's like, but they keep bringing up the fact that why, why is this the case? And actually, she's just as capable as anyone there, if not more so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does a really nice job of going. Actually, this is this is actually a weird thing that is in games. Yeah, but I, we're I gonna it. we're gonna hang a lantern on it, sort of thing. Mm. Um, and you know, a, a lot of the time you go, if you hang a lantern on something, it doesn't excuse the fact that you're doing it anyway. Yes. But in this case, it's kind of okay, um, especially it because works. the the girl who is in that body mm-hmm. is not that kind of person. She's very much a I want to get into university and I don't care yes. about anything sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it pushed a lot of the right buttons for me. I think it was a lot of fun. Um, and I'm very surprised to be saying that at this point because yeah. I did not have any faith in this whatsoever. Yeah, I think beginning of the year we were we were pretty trepidatious about that coming out and just thinking, well, it seems like a I bit saw, of a I cash the tra- grab. Right, but I of course, saw the traders. What? Yeah. And I went, the traders looked terrible. I saw all 15 of those traders and went, they did this, lo- this looks terrible. They released five of them in the same week. Yeah. But the thing is, notice no the jokes that were in the trailer, and we kind of rolled our eyes. At. Yeah, they really work in context. Okay, and it surprised me. And the thing is, it's one of those things where, when they have a lot of moments in there to make references to that first film, mm. really easy references as well, and they avoid them. Okay, and it was a very interesting thing, and I actually kind of preferred it. There's one reference that is straight up to the first film. Yeah, that you cannot miss. Um, but apart from that, it doesn't really link itself. So you could watch this film in isolation of the first one. And I genuinely believe that if... So when I watched Jumanji, I must have been about 
six, maybe. Yeah. Uh, when did it come out? 94? 94, yeah, so it probably would have been about... No, eight. wait, hang on. A bit later than that, wasn't it? I want to say, I want to say about 96, 97. Maybe not that late. I think 94 it might be correct. No, 96 sounds right. doesn't matter either way. But yeah, so I was basically pre-10, let's say. <laughs> um, and so I was, I was fairly young, and that film still stays with me today as a film that I absolutely adore. Yeah. And I genuinely think people going into this film around that age will have this film going forward for them. I think they will get that same thing. Because I can watch it and enjoy it, but I don't think it's going to stick with me forever. Yeah. I think people who go see this and they haven't seen the original and this their first idea of Jumanji... This will be the one for them. Exactly. And I think, like... Which is kind of all you've got to ask for. Exactly. And I genuinely came out of it at the end and went, I could see more of those four working together. I could see... I could watch those four because they have this really great chemistry. I would like to see more of those... I didn't care for the children mm-hmm. in it, but they're in like very little of it. Yeah. The whole thing is focused in the game, but I could definitely see a lot more of those four. And I think if this does very well, they'll try and make a sequel to it. But I don't think they should because Jumanji three, um, yeah. <laughs> but basically, you know, it's a case of I would like to see more of those four, but I don't want to see another Jumanji film because I think this wraps up nicely to the point where you go. Okay, we've got a nice. Let's leave it say twenty yeah. years, and then we'll go again. Um, but yeah, Jumanji to welcome Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. I'll give it its proper title. Yeah, is actually enjoyable. Pay respect. Good. It's actually All right, enjoyable. So that's a would recommend. Yeah, I I think if you've been shitting on this film that we have, mm. and you're worried about it, or you're not that interested, go go give it a go chance. Give it a chance. Mm. You might come out of it and be like, actually, this is, and you know, I might be completely at odds with every other. Critic that's out there because I've seen nothing about this yet, review wise. Mm. But you might come out of it like me and be like, actually, that was surprising and a okay use of a couple of hours of my time. Um, I don't think it will make anyone's best film of the year, but I mm. think people will get something out of it. But because it's been 20 years since the original, it's going to break a billion. Maybe. If the rules are to if be the believed. Rules are to be believed. <laughs> okay, uh, so that's where we'll end it for this week. Uh, yeah. Not a hugely busy one. Hopefully next week we'll have... Uh, there'll be a State of Comic Book Movies episode will be up on Wednesday this week, bow, which bow, bow, features bow. Paul from the... From, from God, God Knows, knows where, where podcast. Jeepers. I was about to say from the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. I was like, no, that's, that's this. Um, no, no, we're Rex. <laughs> So that'll be us looking back. Uh, it's basically on the last two years since our last State of Comic Book Movies yeah. podcast, and our look ahead at the future and what sort of the genre holds. Uh, so that'll be out on uh, Wednesday, and then we'll be back with news and reviews next Sunday. Yeah, and then the following Wednesday will probably be Star Wars spoiler special. Yes, I would imagine so. Um, yes, because next Saturday, next Sunday's episode should be a non-spoiler Star Wars review. Yeah. And, uh, we'll and potentially to... something else if I've got to see. Um, I'm seeing else. Bigsby Bear, so. and I'm planning to see a Better Watch Out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Christmas unless you see a terrible Christmas-themed horror film, which could be good. Who knows? I've not heard anything about it. No. Let's end it there, Andy. Thank you very much for hosting. As always, you can find us on Buzzsprout, iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter, we're at Dinosaur Man Fifteen. On yep. everywhere else, we're Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. I sound so autistic today. <laughs> uh, if you like it, give a ring to it. Oh God, um, punch me in the face and call me Margaret. Uh! <laughs> <laughs> what, is happening? what am I thinking of? 
As always, Johnny Neves did the theme song. Yeah. This time it was, I don't know, Jumanji. Go, dum, it had the Jumanji. It's a stampede! As always, Andy, thank you for hosting. Thank Worst end us. to a podcast. And until next time, if you want to hear more of our thoughts on Jumanji, we did an episode of what would happen if we were involved. Oh, uh, keep those monkeys away from me. Die. 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 Die.